For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Philip Wong. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we discuss the young alumni trustee election, room draw, TikTok, and the World Athletics' new competitive regulations for transgender women. It's Friday, March 25th. Over the past week, RoomDraw has caused a lot of discussion around campus. We sat down with data contributor Andrew Bosworth to understand how rooms compared across campus. So what changed about RoomDraw for upperclassmen this year compared to last year? Well, so this year the uh, university restricted upper-class residential college draw um, to solely the student's original college and the upperclassmen draw. And so what are some differences in the rooms between the older colleges and the newer colleges? Right, so in general, the majority of rooms are singles, but in the older colleges like Rocky or Maddie, a little bit more than half of the rooms are singles, whereas in Yay or NCW, closer to two-thirds of the rooms are singles. Forbes only offers three room types, singles, triples, and doubles, and the majority of these rooms are doubles. This is not shocking, as it used to be an inn, and most of the rooms are outfitted for that size of having two people live there. What are the largest and smallest rooms on campus? So the largest room on campus is Patton T12, which is 1,278 square feet. It's a six-person room. The smallest room on campus is Pine 230, with only 82 feet, and that is a single. What can students do if they were unable to draw a room or if they didn't apply for a room by the deadline? So students can apply for the waitlist, and the order of the waitlist is determined by their original draw rank. If this application has been filled out before the May 1st deadline, housing is guaranteed for the next year. And lastly, how do the different colleges compare in terms of average square footage per person? So upperclassmen have, on average, the most square feet per person. This is brought up by Spelman, where most of those rooms have private kitchens and bathrooms. And Forbes leads the residential colleges at the most average square feet per person. This is mainly brought up by 99 Alexander, which is only open to upperclassmen, but is included in Forbes. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. The annual primary election for young alumni trustee has begun as 23 seniors vie for the coveted position. Primary voting is only open to seniors, and voting ends on March 30th. Out of the 23, only three will move on to the general election, where voting by members of the classes of 2021, 2022, 2023, and 2024 will take place between April 25th and May 17th. The final result will be announced on May 26th. Those elected will serve a four-year term on the Board of Trustees. Young alumni trustees are expected to provide perspective to the Board, given their more recent experiences as Princeton students, but are prohibited from, quote, advocating for a particular constituency or point of view. Students running are not allowed to campaign for the position, a requirement that has been criticized by students. The board justifies this stance, stating, quote, trustees who arrive on the board having already staked out positions on issues without access to full information can undermine both the workings of the board and their own effectiveness if they are perceived as beholden to a position. Yesterday, TikTok's chief executive, Shou Chu was questioned in a hearing that lasted for five hours by the U.S. House of Representatives. Both Democrats and Republicans were concerned about Beijing's influence on the app and whether it can be used to surveil Americans or to manipulate content. Chu maintained that TikTok takes firewalling U.S. user data seriously. Many lawmakers, however, were not swayed by Chu's claims, as TikTok is owned by ByteDance, a Chinese technology company. Congress is worried that the Chinese government will be able to exert control over the app. 
In a press conference hours before the hearing, China's Commerce Ministry spokesperson Xu Juting stated that the Chinese government will firmly oppose a forceful sale of TikTok to the U.S. There are multiple bills in consideration at the national level that would impose an outright ban on TikTok. These proposed bans bring up issues of censorship and free speech due to TikTok's widespread usership in the U.S. Yesterday, World Athletics, the international governing body for track and field, banned transgender athletes who have gone through "quote-unquote" male puberty from competing in female world ranking competitions. World Athletics intends to conduct further research and to evaluate the issue of transgender inclusion over the next 12 months before making further decisions. Sebastian Coe, the governing body's president, stated that the decision was "quote guided by the overarching principle, which is to protect the female category." And added that the ban may not be permanent. Additionally, World Athletics announced new regulations that will cut the allowable testosterone levels in half, from 2.5 nanomoles per liter, down from five, for athletes with "quote-unquote" differences in sex development. The new regulation may impact athletes with intersex conditions. Since the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, the majority of sports have allowed transgender women to compete with testosterone levels below five nanomoles per liter for 12 months before the event. Some LGBTQ+ groups, such as Stonewall, the largest LGBTQ+ rights organization in Europe, have been voicing opposition against the ban, arguing for the inclusivity of trans athletes. Last month, Stonewall stated, "Quote: The scientific evidence based on trans people in sport is developing, but is far from conclusive." Bring out your umbrellas and expect a slightly rainy day with a low of 43 degrees and a high of 53 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by me, Bridget O'Neill, and Devani Rachimalu. Sound engineered by Chas Brown, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Philip Wong. Have a fantastic Friday.